What's going on, folks, and welcome into this week's edition of Trees 3 here on Sports Tree. I'm Connor Roundtree, and we have an epic show for you today. We have the Sony Open, we have the UFC from Vegas, and of course, it is the super wild card weekend in the NFL. Jacked up to be here. We're going to break down every single one of those events, give you your best bets, and we also have our NFL Bracket Challenge live now, brought to you by Lando Lighting. Make sure you go check out LandoLighting.com right now. It's free shipping for anyone in Ontario for all your lighting needs in the GTA make sure you go and check out their showroom today you can check out these beautiful products again at landolighting.com now folks we're going to jump right into this show coming in at number three is the NFL we're going to break this bracket challenge down for you now one thing to note about the bracket challenge is that it does not reseed it's all points based so it does not matter that it does not reseed if you take a team to move on you will get the points for that despite it being a different matchup in the second round than as presented on our bracket challenge on sportstreet.ca. So have no fear about that. Let's run through every one of these games on Super Wildcard Weekend in chronological order. First up on the Saturday slate is the Browns at the Texans. I'm going to lay the points, the two and a half points with the Browns here. It's actually down to two points right now. I think they can win this game by a field goal. I think they can win this game by a whole lot more. They absolutely spanked the Texans already in Texas earlier this year. Yes, CJ Stroud was not in the lineup. However, uh, even when he's playing, he struggles under pressure. One of the things that the Browns do well is bring pressure. Yes, he threw for over 4,500 yards as a rookie, and hell yeah, that's impressive. However, now he battles a Browns defense in the playoffs that led the NFL in both the yards per attempt and yards per game this season. I just, I don't see how he's going to be able to throw the ball as efficiently as he's used to. And offensively on the other side, Joe Flacco has led this Browns offense to averaging 28.6 points across his last five starts. They're averaging over 28 points per game with Joe Flacco. They're playing better now with Flacco under center than they did with the carousel of quarterbacks they had earlier in the season. To keep it short and sweet, give me the Cleveland Browns to defeat the Texans. Just that simple. Moving on, it's Miami visiting KC, and that's important because it's going to be cold. It's not Miami weather. It is definitely Midwest weather. Dr. Kevin O'Rourke with University Health warned people that it will be outside in the Kansas City area on Saturday to wear layers, keep all your skin covered, and don't drink too much alcohol. Basically what every suburban white mother tells their kids every weekend. It's going to be cold though, folks. The low for the night is projected to be as cold as 3 degrees Fahrenheit. However, with wind chills, it could get up to negative 30 degrees Fahrenheit. That is cold, ladies and gentlemen. Like frigid cold. So what are we going to be looking for this game? Defense. Which defense is better? Kansas City. That's going to be the difference. Miami, they're banged up. They're trending downward right now. I'm not sold on this Kansas City team. However, outside in the cold, I don't think either offense is going to operate at that at that prowess. I don't think 44 points is attainable. The over-under, the total in this game, it opened up at 47.5. It's dipped down to 44 points. Get on that now before it dips any further. I absolutely love that bet. Furthermore, the Chiefs are on a nice run hitting the unders on home field. They've hit six straight with those games seeing an average combined score of 37.6 points. The Dolphins have also been in some lower scoring games lately, seeing three 
eight of their last four contests being settled with 42 points or less. And if we want to throw the cherry on top, folks, to finish it off, Kansas City's last three home playoff games have all hit this under. Make sure you lock in the under for the Saturday night matchup. Moving on to the Sunday slate now, folks, it's the Bills and the Steelers in another cold one. There's going to be a lot of snow in Buffalo, and we're trending towards another under. I believe the line is all the way down at 36 right now. I like that. Uh, I probably will be buying a teaser around that spot, and then the Buffalo Bills to win this football game. Uh, I just think they're the better football team. They've won five consecutive games. They're trending in the right direction. They got hot at the right time. If anything, I might take an outright shot on the Bills. They might be the team I punch into this bracket challenge to win on today's show. I just think they, they're trending in the right direction. They have a lot of good things going for them. They're going to be at home. They'll get a home game if they win this game, which they should win. And it's tough to go and play in Buffalo in the cold, especially with the Bills Mafia behind them. Furthermore, I, I don't trust Mason Rudolph in a playoff game. Yes, he's 3-0. Yes, he's had a QB rating of plus 110 in all three of his starts. However, this offense still ranks 25th in the NFL. Their defense ranks 21st. And the Bills, their offense ranks 4th. I just, the, the, it's a mismatch. It really is a mismatch. Two teams heading in the opposite direction. It's going to be cold. It's going to be tough to move the ball. So I'm going to be looking at some team total unders. I'm going to be looking at the under, and then I will be taking the Buffalo Bills. Green Bay Packers visit the Dallas Cowboys, and this one should be a lot of fun, unless you're a Packers fan. Yeah, I, I like the Cowboys at home here. They average over 37 points per game at home this season. They're undefeated at home this season. They have a top five offense. They have a top five defense. They rank top three in passing. I just don't see how this how this Packers team is going to keep pace with Dak Prescott on the home field with Cowboys Nation behind them in Jerry World. It, there's just too much going right with this Cowboys team right now. I don't think the Packers are necessarily the greatest team in the NFL. If Jordan Love can play well, it will give them a chance. Uh, I could see a very high scoring game in this one. However, at the end of the day, I'm just going to be looking at the Dallas Cowboys to do their thing. Make sure you lock in the Dallas Cowboys to get the job done. Now, the LA Rams versus the Detroit Lions has the highest total of the week at 55 and a half points, and you're gosh darn right. I like it to go up and over. Make sure you get on this line now because I could see it skyrocketing. Skyrocketing, pardon me. I also like the Rams team total of over 24 and a half points. Across Matthew Stafford's last five starts, this Rams team has scored at least 26 points every single game, and now he takes on a secondary that him and Sean McVay uh, can game plan against. Against He's going back to Detroit. It's going to be an emotional game for him, and he gets a secondary that he can exploit. The Lions rank 30th in the NFL in yards per attempt, and over the last three weeks, they've allowed 807 passing yards in two games against the Vikings against a backup quarterback in Nick Mullins, and they surrendered 345 passing yards to Dak Prescott. Furthermore, Stafford has thrown for at least 275 yards in four of his last five games, and he looks poised for a big game in his return to Detroit. I'm going to be betting the over in this one. This Lions team is feisty. I will not be betting against them. They're one of the premier passing units in the NFL. They can put up points. That second-ranked passing attack will be able to go to work against the Rams defense as well, but I see two top 10 offenses. I see points in this one, and I think this is going to be a fun football game. I, If you want to take a risky shot and, uh, and bet on the Rams I think they're one of the hottest teams in football right now out of every wildcard team the team I'd like to play the least going into this weekend in either conference is the Los Angeles Rams I feel bad for the Lions for getting dealt this hand I think this is a winnable game for the Rams I do think Jared Goff will be fired up I think Matthew Stafford will be fired up we'll get the best of these quarterbacks so the answer to this equation is points 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 best bets for the game take the over and take the over on uh, of on the Rams team total of 24 and a half points at even money
As for Monday Night Football, folks, you'll have to tune in to the Monday Morning Wrap. Let's jump into some UFC action now. UFC Vegas 84 goes down on Saturday night. First up, it's Joshua Van versus Felipe Bunez. And I'm taking Joshua Van to the bank in this one. I really like Van to win this fight. He's 2-0 under the UFC banner, and I think he's going to go 3-0. I think this is a setup fight for him. I think he's one of the most tantalizing prospects in the bantamweight division. He's fast. He knows how to set up his shots, and he's really timely and very precise and accurate. Felipe Bunez, he has 18 different names, depending on what sports book you're on, what website you're looking at him on. Um, but all you need to know is to take Joshua Van in any sweet little parlay that you could be building up for this one. Nicholas Mata versus Tom Nolan. I love Tom Nolan. He's a six foot two lightweight. The guy's massive. He's got excellent striking. His arms are a little short for his for his height, which looks a little awkward. But other than that, I think he's got a winnable matchup against Nicholas Mata, who's 30 years old. Tom Nolan, only 23 years old. He's the prospect to watch possibly on this card, or at least uh, he's he's a he's a very good prospect. There's obviously Bastrat's on this card, and he's undefeated. So I think that's the main prospect. But look out for Tom Nolan in years to come. I, again, I think this is a setup fight. I think Tom Nolan walks away with it. Gene Silva versus Weston Wilson. Why is Weston Wilson in the UFC now at 34 years old? Gene Silva, 27. He's going to be at a massive reach disadvantage. However, he's just a more versed athlete, and I think he wins that fight. Farid Bashirat versus Taylor Lapalise, and Farid Bashirat, you know what? He's well-rounded. You know, he's 11-0 for a reason, and Taylor Lapalise at 19-3 could be a live underdog in this spot. I'm not going to be betting this fight. I think this is a spot that you can stay away from, I think that I've, I've seen people on the underdog spot Personally, I think Basharat's too clean, but I'm not going to be risking a parlay spot on him, and I'm, I don't see an outright bet value on him either, so we'll be passing on that spot. Marcus McGee versus Gaston. You know what? Don't don't even worry about it. It's Marcus McGee all day, every day in this fight. Yes, he's older. However, he knows how to cut off the cage with his footwork. He's got excellent boxing. He's very, very good at switching stances to corner guys uh, and, and limit the octagon and the space around him, and he lands powerful shots. He's only ever lost one professional fight, I like him to go to 9-1 on Saturday night. In the welterweight division, we have Matthew Semmelsberger versus Preston Parsons. I'm going to take Matthew Semmelsberger in this fight. Parsons, he's going to look more fluid. He's going to have better movement. However, Matthew Stemmelsberger is just going to stalk him down. I think he's got the harder striking, and I think he's got the better striking. The problem is with Semmelsberger is that he's going to gas out. He almost loses fights for himself, so I do like Semmelsberger. I may allocate a couple shekels towards Semmelsberger. I definitely will have a Semmelsberger bet, actually. He's got a massive reach advantage. He's a bigger man. Preston Parsons, um, his path to victory is to more to look like he's doing more and land less damaging shots. I just don't think that's going to work over 15 minutes against a guy like Semmelsberger who can flatline you in one. So I really like Matthew Semmelsberger to win that fight. Next up, folks, lock of the card. Waldo Cortez Acosta versus Andre Orlovsky. Andre, stop, man. You're 44 years old fighting heavyweights. Costa's 10 and 1. He's going to just send your head into orbit. It's got it's not gonna be fun to watch. Nobody wants to see this. Andre, you're a former champion, you're a legend. Please stop the madness. However, include Costa in every single one of your parlays because hey, you gotta fade Orlovsky, right? Phil Hodds versus Bruno Ferreira. Now here's the thing. Ferreira, I see I've seen him flatline Robocop. If you're knocking out Robocop, you're gonna knock out Phil Haas. Phil Haas, more talented, I would say the better athlete, more verse striker. The more solidified product in mixed martial arts. However, he does not have a chin. 
the, that, that chin is soft. Well, his game is solid all around. His chin is as soft as Teleputty. So we're going to be moving on from Phil Haas, and we're going to take Bruno Ferreira via knockout. Ricky Simone versus Mario Batista. I like Ricky Simone in this fight. I see a lot of people on Batista, but I think Simone's pressure and pace is just going to be too much. Yes, Batista can catch him and put his lights out. However, Simone, over a span of 15 minutes, he does not get tired. He does not gas out. He's going to push you up against the cage, and he's going to be winning minutes. So it's going to be the fact that Ricky Simone's going to be winning minutes. He's going to be trying to land the power shots. And Mario Batista is just, I think he's a little quicker, uh, has a little bit better hand speed. But I think the difference is, is just going to be the pressure from Ricky Simone here. And I do already have a bet on Ricky Simone. Jim Miller versus Gabriel Benitez. They want Jim Miller on UFC 300. They want him to win this fight and, and set up that storyline. I think he will win this fight. I'm not betting on a 40-year-old Jim Miller. But this is another setup fight because they want to turn him around really, really quick. Quickly. I think Jim Miller is just a more experienced striker, and then he can get this to the ground quite easily. I think Benitez taps in two, Miller via rear naked choke. Mathis Nicolau versus Manel Kopp. Now, I think Manel Kopp won the first fight between these two, and I think he's going to win the second fight. He started very slowly in that first fight, was kind of trying to time the counter shots in the first round, so he dropped that first round, and that's what ended up being pivotal in that fight, because he turned it on after that, and he dominated the whole way through, at least in my book. So I like Manel Kopp to go out and right this wrong at Dash 225. I don't see outright value on it, because I'm not sure if it if it goes to decision. I'm not sure if he, uh, if he gets a finish, because it is possible. It is there. So the outright bet, not necessarily there. Maybe you parlay that with a Cortez Acosta, a Van, a Nolan, a McGee, something like that to add to the value. And then last but certainly not least, folks, it's Megamed Ankalaya versus Johnny Walker. I'm going to go against everyone here. Yes, I do still think this fight is going to end by knockout, but give me the over one and a half rounds. I think Johnny Walker is going to adapt from the first fight. He's going to know that if he blitzes in, he will end up on his butt. Megamed Ankalaev is not to be played with in, in those spots. However, Johnny Walker at range, excellent striker. He's got the timing. He's got the pace. And I think that Walker is live to win this fight early on uh, with, a, with a cheeky knockout or a last-second spree knockout. However, Megamed Ankalaev is going to be the minute winner. He's going to be the more crisp boxer. He's going to be the more technical grappler. He's just the better fighter. That's what it comes down to. But Johnny Walker is wild, and I'm not betting against Johnny Walker. I want him to win this fight. I will not be betting it, but I want him to win this fight. And I think he survived. I think this fight gets out of the first uh, the first round and a half. So the over at dash 180 is something that I could be looking to play. Last but not least, folks, it's the Sony Open in Hawaii. And we already did a breakdown show for this on Talk Bird to Me. We broke it down. We give you our best bets for the week. We already cashed our best bet for the opening round, Terrell Hatton three ball parlay. That's our best bet for the second round as well. Dash 115, the line hasn't moved. I think he's going to play even better today. He just shot even par yesterday. The problem is the guys that he was playing with both shot over par. So we cashed that one fairly easily. But I think Terrell Hatton's going to have to turn it on today and, and hunt some flag sticks. So give me Hatton again for our best bet for the Fridays for the round two three ball matchups. And last but not least, Cam Davis is leading the tournament. We took him last week in our DFS lineup, and this week is the week he shows up. Isn't it funny how sports work? 
We talked about wildcard weekend on this show. We broke down every game, gave you our best bets for each game. And here we go, folks. Here's your trivia question. When was the last time the Detroit Lions won a playoff game? They're in the playoffs. They're hosting the Los Angeles Rams. We have the over in that one. It should be a ton of fun. Head over to sportstreet.ca. Sign up today. Upgrade that subscription. And there's just a ton of betting knowledge in there. A plethora of information to help you guys become better sports bettors, to help us win some money, and to grow this community. Folks, I'm Connor Roundtree. Cheers. You've made it to the weekend. Three, two, one.